wanted to, uh, you know, talk about an issue or a, really a service, a medical service that more and more people are accessing. The number of people who are accessing medically assisted dying continues to rise and there's debate on both sides as to what exactly the increase reflects. Are people just becoming more aware? Are the safeguards not enough? There's a lot of questions being asked. A Leger poll in early 2020 showed Canadians overwhelmingly support MAID, with 74% of respondents agreeing with the provision, even when death isn't foreseeable. Well, starting in March, Canadians suffering solely from mental disorders, that's what it's being classified as, are due to become eligible for assisted dying. And while senators and MPs debate the requirements once again, uh, some concerns are are being raised. Carl Ulrich is the chair of the Edmonton chapter of Dying with Dignity Canada. Carl, welcome back to the show. Uh, thank you, Jolyn. Really good to be here. It's good to have you uh, back, and I always appreciate your time. Carl, we know that the number of medically-assisted deaths um, that um, have been provided in Alberta and Canada has been steadily rising. Um, if I remember correctly, the numbers in Alberta last year were just under 600 uh, people accessed uh, or granted medically assisted death. That's uh, about a 6.5% increase over 2020, nearly three times more than the first full year of legalization in 2017. There's a lot of folks out there, and I, and I believe this is, you know, a really big part of the reason why those numbers are increasing, is that it's it has to do with growing awareness and the acceptance of the option. But there's there's others who say that it's a reflection of a system that's really being expanded too quickly and there's the potential for abuse within it. What do you say to that? Well, I think uh, these, by looking at it from a statistical point of view, it's misleading. Uh, we started from zero, mm. um, and I think in Alberta it was around 2% last year. 2% of deaths were made. Um, and in, uh, if you look at Holland and uh, Belgium, where it's been there for a number of years, they are at about 4%. Mm -hmm. So our, our, the guesstimate of uh, people who've looked at this is that we will probably end up at around 3 4%. But it's, it's, if when you go from 0 to 5, you can have a 100% increase. So th that's a very misleading statistic in terms of it's, uh, it's not a huge increase. It's, and it's because it's, it's very new and people are just, uh, just becoming aware of it, really. Carl, there's been a number of, of headlines in the newspapers, um, in the National Post, one of them said, uh, to countries considering legal euthanasia, Canada is a model of not what to do. In the New York Times recently, there was a feature that questioned whether choosing death had become too easy in, in Canada. Again, you know, what do you say to that? And, and I'm wondering if, you know, the more and more attention or people are talking about, and we're seeing, you know, the increase, again, I believe, because people are seeing it as an option. Um, but, you know, with those kinds of headlines, is it... Um, 
Is it, is, it, is it causing more grief for those who want to access medically assisted dying, for those who are helping with um, this system? Is it, is it tainting what this is being offered? Is it tainting what is being offered? I, I don't really think so. I think um, when you talk to uh, people who have uh, families who have gone through this with loved ones, that um, it, it's basically uh, very positive uh, result, uh, very positive uh, feelings about this. Um, it's a, and it's it's a very rigorous process that the assessor has to go through in terms of approving someone for medical assistance in dying. It's not an easy kind of thing to, um, um, you know, if, if, if there isn't a, a medical uh, agreement in terms of the various requirements, um, there's no way that it would be approved. Um, I don't I don't know if that quite answers your question, but um. Carl Ulrich is the chair of the Edmonton chapter of Dying with Dignity Canada. We know that we have seen uh, changes to uh, who can access uh, medical assistance in dying uh, since it was uh, approved, um, you know, uh, in, in 2017 in the spring. Um, I think it's in March, people suffering solely from mental disorders are due to become eligible for assisted dying. And um, there's some mental health advocates are, are, are suggesting it's kind of harder to predict the outcomes and treatments of, of mental illness um, and that sometimes wanting to die can be a, a symptom or, you know, a result of those um, disorders or those illnesses. So I, I, I'm wondering when you're taking a look at the eligibility criteria and the safeguards when it comes to mental illness, how those will be adequate. And I know there's there's work being done on them, but what does that look like right now, Carl? Right now, there's a, a report that just came out in um, in May from an expert panel on MAID and mental disorders. And uh, they came to the conclusion and their recommendations, which uh, are going, have gone to the government, that basically uh, it, the criteria that we use, that uh, medical people use in deciding for someone with uh, some, something like, say, like cancer, that the same criteria is used for, for a mental illness. Uh, that uh, men mental disorder, that it has to be, you, it has to be a grievous and irremediable med medical condition. It has to be a long-standing thing, um, and it's not something that someone can simply say, "I want to die," and and they mm -hmm. would be approved. And it's interesting again, looking at countries that have experience with this in uh, Netherlands and Belgium. It's a very tiny statistical number of people who are qualify for it um, you would with with a mental illness you would have to have uh, uh, it would be a long-standing thing it might be 10 years or 20 years mm. um, that, that there would be a history where the person has not been able to find relief um, it would you would never it would never be approved for someone who just comes in and they're they're feeling depressed and they have no history of this going back so that um, it um, it really would be uh, we we're quite.
quite sure that it would be a, a very small number who would, would actually be approved for this. There, there have um, there's there's been a string of cases recently that have that have garnered a lot of media attention um, that that had shown that some Canadians. Uh, I don't know, you know, with with chronic conditions had been offered death in lieu of medical care or had been suggested to them, including that Canadian Armed Forces veteran with, with PTSD. Um, yes. How do you wrap your head around that? What do you say to that? And what do the folks who, you know, with, with Dying with Dignity Canada have to say, you know, in cases like that? I think with cases like that, we don't know the whole story. The assessor and the person who uh, who um, approved this and who actually um, provided it are not able to to because of privacy. They're not able to say why this was approved. And often, I think if you look, if we looked at these cases, it would often be a family member who did not approve of this. Mm. Who, who is making the story after the fact, and the person is not there to be able to say why they wanted it or why they did it. But there, there's no doctor, nobody is trying to convince anybody to, to accept MAID. No doctor is trying to do this. Dying with Dignity is not recommending this to anybody. It is a personal decision, mm -hmm. first of all, that a person requests it, and then they have to be very strenuously uh, assessed approved to uh, to be for this to go forward what, one more question for you Carl before I have to let you go um, there, there are some concerns being raised um, that Canada is moving too fast when it comes to made is there harm in slowing down pumping the brakes a little bit taking a little bit more time to make sure that we have absolutely everything we need in place as we continue to um, open this up to more and more people um, well, if you talk to some of the people who are in extreme pain, mm -hmm. suffering, um, they will say that uh, yeah, of <laughs> course, been waiting a long time. And we have now we have the track two for for those cases where death is not foreseeable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have to wait 90 days um, and go through further assessments to to be approved. But and, and a lot of these cases uh, who have been waiting for years. Um, are in extreme pain and uh, ha have not been able to uh, to have any relief in the past until until we had this new track two, which uh, again it, it has um, um, more um, there are more requirements to go through more safeguards with that. Carl, I always appreciate your insight, your your time. Thank you for joining me uh, this afternoon as we move closer to that March uh, that March timeline, and as more and more people are talking and um, looking into what comes next. Thank you so much. Hey, I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, you betcha. Carl Ulrich is the chair of the Edmonton chapter of Dying with Dignity Canada.